Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Yom Tov Shor Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse, the night of Erev Rosh Hashanah in the year Tav Shin Mem Gimel, 40 years ago, and the Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse in honor of the holiday Rosh Hashanah in the year Tav Shin Mem Zayin, 36 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on what it says in Talmud that the holiday Rosh Hashanah that falls out in Shabbat. So in the Migdash, in the Beit HaMikdash, they would blow the shofar, but they did not blow the shofar in the Medina and the rest of the country. And like today, we do not blow the shofar. Like, for example, this year Rosh Hashanah is in Shabbat. On the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we do not blow the shofar. However, in the second day, we do blow the shofar. So Rabbi asks, we have to understand, and he bases it based on a Chassidic discourse of the the Rebbe that Semach Tzadik, the third Chabad Rebbe, and the Chassidic discourse is called Lahavin Hatam to understand the reason. And the question he asks is one second. We know to blow the shofar is a biblical positive commandment. Like it says clearly in the Torah, Yoim Trua Yielachem, it's a day of blowing the shofar. So how did they go, how did the Chachamim, the rabbis come along in the Talmud and say that you, that you cannot blow the shofar because they're concerned that maybe you're going to carry it in the street, but it's a biblical positive commandment. That is question number, question number one. Question number two is, Zerba asks, in other words, what do we see? You do blow the shofar in the Bet HaMikdash. Even a Rosh Hashanah when it falls on Shabbat. So what do you see? That blowing the shofar, on Rosh Hashanah, and specifically when it falls on Shabbat, is something you do do. It's not like if there was a blanket thing, we didn't blow it anywhere. It's one thing, but we see that you do blow it in the base of Megiddo. So, if that's the case, how come outside of the land of Israel and in, in, in all over in Israel, we don't blow the shofar only in, only in the base of Megiddo? That's question number two. The third question we have, we have to understand. That we know when you blow the shofar, besides blowing the shofar, there's different verses from the Torah that we recite in the prayers of Rosh Hashanah, which is called Psukim, the verses of the shofarot, and we say it even in Rosh Hashanah when it falls on Shabbat. Now, even though these verses are connected to blowing the shofar, but nevertheless, in Rosh Hashanah, not in the base of English, where normally you don't blow the shofar, but nevertheless, you do say those verses. So why are we saying the verses? So he, so the Rebbe brings from the from that Chassidic discourse in the Tzemach Tzedek, and he explains as follows, that we know that all the mitzvahs that we do, why do we do the mitzvot? Obviously they're God's commandments. But what happens when we do a mitzvah in Kabbalah, it's called Isarusa Delatata. We do, we put an effort to do a mitzvah, and by us doing our effort, Yisarusadol Tata, you know, it's an awakening from below, we create a Yisarusadol Eila, we create an awakening from on high. So by us doing the mitzvah in this world, not only do we do what Hashem wants, we're actually causing a spark to be ignited on high. In other words, when we do a mitzvah down here in this world, so through that, what happens is the spiritual, the spiritual mitzvah, the mitzvahs on high, uh, 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 are accomplished as well. In other words, all the mitzvahs on a spiritual level, on high, in heaven, so to speak, how are they accomplished? By us doing the mitzvahs down here in this world. How do we know that? 
So brings the verse where it says in the Torah, "Va'asisem oisam." You should do them. Now, if you give a look in the Torah, so the Torah is something which is called a ksiv and a kri. So the way it's written in the Torah, it says Aleph, Saf, final man with no vav, which actually means atem, you. We read it oisam. So the Zoyer says that atem, when I see some atem, when, when, based on what it, what the way it's written, when you do the mitzvah, so when atem, when you do the vasisem, you're as if you're making me, you're, you're creating a, 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 a godly energy. And I was like, the Zohar says, Ramach Pikudna, 248 commandments create a 248 limbs so, on, on, in God, so to speak. And, and in the Kabbalistic terms, it's called in the level of Zoh, which is there, up in the small face of six meters of Malchus, and it draws down light into the vessels of Zoh, the six meters of Malchus, and not only it draws down the light, but it actually builds and causes to grow the vessels when we do the mitzvot. So when we're doing a mitzvah, it's very powerful. When we do a mitzvah down here, what we're doing is we're creating literally the flow, the life flow into the 248 limbs of our Kaddish Baruch Hu in the level of Zah, and also into the vessel of Zah. And so therefore, our, our, by us doing a mitzvah, we're, we're creating power, power, powerful, it has a powerful impact. And like the verse says, that when, when, the, when we do the mitzvahs down here, creates life, life force. In other words, when we do our mitzvah, that's how we create the mitzvahs on high. In order to do the mitzvahs, we have to do it a soul and a body. And so that's in general. Someone said that explains. And the same thing applies in reference to the blowing of the shreifer. That when we blow the shreifer, it causes the blowing of the shreifer on high in a spiritual level. So based on this introduction, so the Rebbe explains, and that's how they explain what it says in the verse in the Torah, Tiku, you should blow Bachoidesh in the month shreifer. So the Rebbe says, we know the famous teaching of the Baal because the Baal Shem Tov says, one second, it says, Tiku you should blow, Bachoidesh in a month shreifer. Really, you should say tiku shoifer bachoidish. Tiku blow the shoifer in the month. So, what does the Moshe explain? That tiku bachoidish, no, it says specifically tiku bachoidish. What does that mean? You know, it says you should blow, and then it says the month, um, right next to tiku. Why is that? Because chodesh means month, but chodesh also means chidosh, something new. So what does that mean? That every single year we have to blow the kiyot, tiku b'chodesh, on a new level. So when it comes to Hashanah, we blow the shoifah, tiku, we're blowing b'chodesh, a whole new level from last year. Now why is that? Why do you have to blow it on a whole new level? Because every single year there's something new in the level of shoifah. Because we're accomplishing something new, we're accomplishing new energy. And that's why it says, Tiko that we should blow and create something new with the shoifah, walk into new year. And we're accomplishing not only down here, but also accomplishing on high. Now, since everything on high comes through our effort, <clears throat> like the powerful teaching of the Magad of Mesrich, based on what it says in the Mishnah, Da ma la So the literal translation is, No, it's above you. 
But the, the, the manga teachers know that anything that exists on high comes from you. The way you create a mitzvah and positive energy, that's what creates the energy on high. So therefore, because we do creates the energy on high, so therefore the, the blowing of the shoifer has to be done in the way of, 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 of newness, chaydash. So this way will create a newness on high. Now, so that's when it comes to the idea of blowing of the shoifer. By us doing blowing of the shoifer, we create newness on high. So the Rebbe goes on to explain this like this, just like it applies to the midst of blowing the shoifer, every single year we create a newness, a new energy down here, a new energy on high. So the same thing applies with all the mitzvahs. Like it says clearly, every single day it should be like something new. And not only that, there was, it has to be literally new, not just like a newness, but literally new. Every single day we have to create newness. Now, when it comes to the mitzvah of blowing of the shoifer, so we know mitzvah blowing, there are certain mitzvahs that are very specific, and there are certain general mitzvahs. So blowing of the shoifer is a general mitzvah. Why? Because it, because it opens up the whole new year. And like we know, that based on what we know, that the, the holiday Rosh Hashanah is called Rosh, the head of the year. It's not called the beginning of the year. Why is it not called the, why is it not called the beginning? Because the beginning means it's a, it's a beginning and it continues on. Roish means that it's the head, and we know the head, everything is included in the head. The whole body operates because it exists in the head. So, <clears throat> so, and when it comes to blowing the shoifer, it's a general mitzvah, because it's on Rosh Hashanah, which Rosh Hashanah is the head of the year, which everything is included in it. Now, to take it a step further, it says, this idea, of the creating a new the new energy of blowing the shoifer, that's actually the source that the rest of the year, every single time we do a mitzvah, whether it's tefillin, kashrut, shabbat, I mean, 630 commandments, it should be in a level of newness. So Rosh Hashanah is the day that when we blow the shoifer, we're creating a new energy, specifically with the mitzvah of shoifer, but also by creating a newness, that gives us the power that every single day throughout the year, and every time we do a mitzvah, it's a brand new mitzvah. That comes from Rosh Hashanah. Why is that? Because what's the mitzvah of Tzkiah Shoifer? That was going to step deeper. What's the mitzvah of blowing? Why do we blow the Shoifer? The purpose of blowing of the Shoifer is, like we know the Rosh Hashanah is all about, Shatam Lichuni Aleichem. We want God to be the king over us. Now, so what does Rosh Hashanah accomplish? That God becomes the king. Once Hashem is the king, so now Hashem is the king for all the mitzvahs. Because all the mitzvahs are based on based on the fact God's the king. Roshana accomplished God's the king. Once God's the king, now you have to listen to all his commandments. And like it says in Chazal, clearly, Hashem says, accept my kingdom first, and then I'll give you decrees, then I'll give you mitzvahs. So by blowing the shoifer, and we do it in a new way, where it's a brand new energy, down here on high, that creates the newness in all the mitzvahs a whole year because it comes from the idea of Tamluchuni Aleichem. Because by blowing the shoifer, there comes a whole new hischacha, something new, so to speak, in the attribute of the kingdom of Hashem. In other words, what does that mean? That God is our king, and not only is he the king, but he's a king on the whole world. And this happens that God becomes the king of the whole world. It comes through and because of the Jewish people. Because Hashem 
honors and, 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 and accepts the request of the Jewish people, we say, We're not just asking God to become the king over us. We want God to be king over the whole world. And not only this world, but all the worlds, from Machilas down to this world. So what happens is in Rosh Hashanah, there's a brand new energy that takes place on all levels, starting from Achilles, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya, down to this world. A new energy that never existed. We are getting ready to create a new energy that never existed. And like the altar brings in, in Tanya in, in the Geras HaKodesh, and this new energy is not just for Rosh Hashanah. It gives us energy a whole year. Uh, through the, every every single month of Rosh Chodesh, and like to explain that Lenter says in the classic Hasidic discourse of a Teres Roish from the second Chabad Rebbe, the Mitzvah Rebbe. And the same thing applies in all the Mitzvahs, because the, the newness that get, that takes place in the Mitzvahs, and like we said before, every single day has to be like new throughout the whole year. Where does that come from? It comes from the newness of blowing the Shreifah on Rosh Hashanah. So in other words, what do we see? What's the powerful impact of Rosh Hashanah? That we create newness in the mitzvah blowing the shofar, in all the mitzvahs throughout the year, in all the days of the year, through the fact that we do tiko b'chodesh. So if you remember, when we're blowing the shofar, it's not just blowing the shofar. We're creating newness in the mitzvah of shofar, in all the mitzvahs in our relationship with Hashem. So based on this introduction, Rebbe says, now we'll understand why on Rosh Hashanah, when it falls out on Shabbat, we don't blow the shofar anywhere outside the base of English. Why? Because why do we have to blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah? We blow the shofar, what did we just learn? We want to create the shofar on high, and that will create the newness. But Rebbe says, on Shabbat, this powerful idea of shofar, of creating a newness, it exists without doing any work. The gift of Shabbos is you don't have to do anything. It creates a newness automatic. During the week, you have to work and create the newness. That's why you blow the shofar. But on the other hand, when it comes to Shabbos, it's there, automatic. And that was going to explain. Because we know when it comes to Yom Tov, a Jewish holiday, so what do we say? Mikadesh Yisrael Bahazmanim. What does that mean? That the Jewish people sanctify the days, like we know, we 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 establish some, what day the month we we sanctify the month we we sanctify the holidays. However, when it comes to Shabbat, it says Shabbos is mekatsha The seventh day is holy. The seventh day is holy on its own, and we don't have to sanctify it. Yom Tov, we have to sanctify. It. Shabbos is holy on its own. And that's why, because Shabbos is holy on its own, there's many, many things in relation to Shabbos, it's automatic, that's ready. And there's certain things in Shabbos, it's a hundred complete. You don't have to do anything, it's complete. Without doing anything. But on the other hand, so what did we just learned, that Shabbos, that Yom Tov is something we have to create. Shabbos is automatically holy, and based on that, he explains why we don't have to blow the shofar on Shabbat. But on the other hand, we know it says... Last is Shabbos. The Torah says clearly to make the Shabbos. That means the Jewish people have to make the Shabbos. And it also says in the Torah, Zachar is Yom Shabbos, Likatshay. We have to remember the Shabbos to make it holy. That we have to make Shabbos holy. So on one hand, we're saying is that was the reason we don't blow the Shabbos on Shabbat, because Shabbos is holy on its own. What do you mean? There are verses that say clearly that we have to sanctify it. So Rebbe explains like this, and he says as follows. When it comes to Shabbos, there's two levels in Shabbat. 
On one hand, yes, there is the aspect of Shabbos. Shabbos is Mekach of Shabbos is only on its own. And then there's another component of Shabbos where we make Shabbos, where we, we add certain energy to Shabbos. Like, there's two components so when it comes to Shabbos yes there is a component Shabbos is holy but on the other hand there's a component that we have to sanctify the Shabbos and nevertheless what does it say whoever creates um, uh, on Shabbat in other words means we have to we have to have pleasure on Shabbat and then we know also it says a karasa the Shabbos only you should call Shabbos a, a, a day of, a, of enjoyment. And as what does that mean? That we have to draw in oining and Shabbos. There's things we do, we eat and we drink and we say on Shabbat to create oining. Why? Because there are avoider, the avoider of the Jewish people, we create a higher level of pleasure in Shabbat. So that is correct. We create a higher level. But on the other hand, there is a certain level of oinig that comes on Shabbos. Shabbos starts, and you feel relaxed. You feel at peace. Why? That comes to the level of Shabbos is holy on its own. And that is a 100 complete, complete level of oinig, complete level of, of enjoyment. Now, why is that? Why is it that Shabbat comes, all of a sudden it's, wow, it's peaceful, it's relaxing. And the answer is, because the whole idea of Shabbos is... Because Shabbos, when Shabbos comes in, the whole creation becomes complete. Like it says clearly in the Torah. What after Hashem created the world in six days, what say in the seventh day? God finished, was totally complete. The heaven and the earth, everything, everything God created was complete. What does Vayichulu mean? Vayichulu means not only He finished, but it means it's complete. And like He brings a teaching with the Tzemach Tzad, the third Chabad Rebbe, and so what do you see from here that the tainuk the enjoyment, the satisfaction the deep pleasure in Shabbat on its own is very very powerful and it's very complete and that's why when it comes to Rosh Hashanah which falls on Shabbat you don't have to blow the shofar outside the base of Megdash why? because what's, what's the spiritual significance of a shofar? the spiritual significance of a shofar is tainuk deep pleasure, satisfaction and like he explains in the Chassidic Discourse, that shoifer comes from the word of shapru maslechem, to beautify your actions. Or like another verse in the Torah says, anoish and imrei shofar. And he brings other different verses that explain that shoifer is connected to Tainuk. Now, but since everything on high comes from Aravoyda here, so in, other words, in order for it to be, to bring in that level of shoifer, that Tainuk into the world, so you blow the shoifer. But when do you have to blow the, when do you have to bring that time of that pleasure? During the week. However, when it comes to Shabbos, time is there. Come Shabbos, people feel relaxed, at peace, a sense of satisfaction without doing anything. And now you have to, yeah, the, the, the time is complete, 100%. So therefore, a shana which falls in the Shabbat, so you don't have the power and the need to blow the shafer. Just like you would blow it in during the week. And that's why, because we're concerned that you might carry it, so they said, no, no reason to blow the chauffeur. Okay, so what did we just learn so far? Before we go further, the Rebbe's explaining why do we blow the chauffeur during the week only and not in Shabbat, because what's the whole purpose of chauffeur is to create Tainug, and to create Hanuk here and in high. Shabbos is automatically done because Shabbos is holy, and Shabbos has a sense of Tainug, so you don't have to blow the chauffeur during the week. 
uh, during Shabbat, and therefore we only blow it during the week. Now, <coughs> okay. So what we just learned that Shoifer creates Tainuk, Shabbos creates Tainuk. So there it goes on to say as follows: Besides the fact that by blowing Shoifer we create Tainuk satisfaction on high in the level of Zah, as we learned before, that whatever comes, whatever is on high comes from us. And when we blow the shoifer, we draw down Tainug, not only on high, but in every single world. Even into the physical world of Asiya, we bring down that level of Tainug. And like we say in the prayers in Rosh Hashanah, what do we say? So the, ver- the verses that we say in Rosh Hashanah is that everything that was created to know that Hashem is the creator, everything that was formed to know that Hashem is the former, and every soul that has a breath in him, and it's brought down in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, prayer book of the Arizal, that these ver- three different levels, that these three different expressions of Paul and Yitzartoi and Biapoi is referring to on the three worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. And as the Shama Ba'apa is going on the world of Bria, um, Yitzur is going on the world of Yitzia, and Paul is going on the world of Asiya, which is generally the three worlds. And that's why we say in Rosh Hashanah these, these three expressions, because they, what happens in Rosh Hashanah gets drawn down even into the world of Asiya. And that's why when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, it falls in Shabbat, we don't blow the shofar Because that happens, which normally happens through blowing the shofar. But what happens then is it comes down into all the worlds. And what, and then on, on Rosh Hashanah, which is in Shabbat, this taina comes on, through Shabbos itself into all the worlds as, as well. And like we know that, there's, that, the, that what gets drawn down in Shabbat is in all the worlds, even in the physical worlds. And let's explain the many, many Chassidic discourses, and uh, amongst them the Chassidic discourse of Rosh Hashanah, that the energy of all the worlds, and even of this physical world, is higher than the energy during the week. And as we all know, during the week there's a certain level of energy, and Shabbos is a whole different level. Why? Because during the week, the energy in the world comes from, from what? From, from deeper, from speech. But on the other hand, the energy in Shabbat comes from thought. And that's why in Shabbat we don't talk as much because the energy comes from the level of thought. And but, but nevertheless, the energy that gets affected in Shabbat, even though it's coming from thought, but it comes into all the worlds, even to the physical worlds. And up to the point that literally changes the nature of the world. Because we know the famous teaching in the Talmud that says that in Shabbat, it's so holy that even someone that's an ignoramus won't lie. Because Shabbos, it comes from thought, but it comes into every part of the world. Oh. <clears throat> so now the question is one second. What did we just learned till now? That Rosh Hashanah Shoifer is all about Tainuk. Shabbos, we have the Tainuk. So therefore we don't blow the Shoifer. So it begs the question, one second, if that's the case, how come in the temple we're blowing the Shoifer? The temple also has Shabbos. So... So the Rebbe explains now as follows, and he says like this. This that they blow the shoifer on Rosh Hashanah falls in Shabbat in the temple because the level of tainu, the level of pleasure, which comes from the shoifer, that you're able to draw in specifically in the Beit HaMikdash, you're actually able to bring in a higher level of tainu. In other words, what does that mean? 
that the Tainuk that's normally brought in standard through Shabbos, and therefore you don't have to blow it outside the temple, is the same. But the, the pleasure that comes down through blowing the shofar in anywhere outside the temple is a level that you have in Shabbos on its own. Oh no, it's in the level that we said Shabbos is holy on its own, and if we don't have to blow the shofar, <clears throat> we don't have to blow the shofar. And like it says, that whoever whoever gives pleasure to Shabbos, that Shabbos has pleasure even without doing anything. Now, but on the other hand, when it comes to the Beit HaMikdash, you're able to draw on a very high level that you don't normally draw on a regular Shabbat. And this level is much higher than the level of having regular enjoyment of Shabbat. And it, it comes down Rosh Hashanah through blowing the shofar, and that's why we blow the shofar in the temple. So again, just before we go forward, so what we learned till now, that when it comes to blowing the shofar, we bring down Tainuk. Shabbat, we already have it, so we don't have to blow it. On, in the temple, it, it's a, we're able to draw in a high level of Tainuk. Okay. So what does that mean? Where's, why, what's the difference? If blowing shofar brings a high level of Tainuk, how come only in the temple and not, and not, and not outside the temple? So the going to give an introduction and explain this like this. Rebbe says the idea is as follows. Like he and, he, and he's still uh, teaching based on the Hasidic discourse of the of the seventh setting. He says like this: When it comes to pleasure, tainuk, of doing a mitzvah, when everything you do a mitzvah, whether it's uh, six hundred and thirty commandments, the two hundred and forty eight positive, three hundred and sixty five negative, so there's tainuk, there's tainuk in a mitzvah. So there's, generally speaking, there's two different levels of tainuk. One level of pleasure is that you're fulfilling the commandments of Hashem. Watch the commandment of Hashem, like we say every single mitzvah. Every mitzvah we do, God commanded us and sanctifies the mitzvahs. Now, this level of tainug, of satisfaction and pleasure, is in all mitzvahs the same. Why? Because what does it say? God commanded us. It's the rots in Hashem. The will of Hashem from a certain level is equal in every mitzvah. Whether you want to call it a big mitzvah or small, the only thing is big and small. They're all the will of Hashem. So, it, since they're all the will of Hashem, so all the mitzvahs have the same level of tainuk. Since there's one will, it doesn't, you can't say this will is more or less, it's the will of Hashem. Mitzvah 1, Mitzvah 12, Mitzvah 50, Mitzvah 200, 600, it's all the will of Hashem. Therefore, it creates the same tainuk. You're doing the will of Hashem. That is from one component. One level of tainuk. But then there's a second level of tainuk. A specific level of tainuk satisfaction and pleasure in this specific mitzvah, and every mitzvah has its own unique tainuk, your own unique flavor. And he explains in Exodic discourse that the specific tainuk in a specific mitzvah is higher than the general satisfaction which is, comes from the will of all the mitzvahs. And the Rebbe says, this is a, this is a, a, a chiddush. It's a, a break, breakthrough novel idea in this Hasidic discourse. Why? Because it, generally speaking, in most of the play, places in Hasidic it says that the specific mitzvah and the intent in a specific mitzvah is lower than the general, the, the, the general mitzvah. And over here he explains just the opposite. That the, the specific uh, pleasure in a specific mitzvah is higher than the general mitzvah. Why is that? So, in other words, recap. 
generally speaking, there's two types of pleasure in the mitzvah. One is, Hashem asks us to do it. And that creates tremendous hainah. Then there's a specific one for each mitzvah. Generally speaking, what do we say? That the general tainug is much higher. You're doing the will of Hashem. Versus the specific one is, is diluted a little bit. Over here he's saying no. That the specific pleasure from a specific mitzvah is much higher. Why is that? Because the pleasure, which is in the will of Hashem, which is in all the mitzvahs, that is what, that's the revealed, revealed pleasure. However, when it comes to the specific pleasure from a specific mitzvah, and each mitzvah has its own specific pleasure, the source is in the source of pleasure, which is higher than the revealed pleasure. And from the source of, of pleasure, the source of tainog, comes down a ray into a specific mitzvah. So what Zerba is quoting and explaining is that when you do a, a gen, when you, all the mitzvahs, they, they all have in common to the will of Hashem, that's the revealed, that's the revealed pleasure. But a specific mitzvah that comes from the source, based on this he explains, that the whole idea of shoifer, that shoifer we learned already before is, what is shoifer? The spiritual, it creates a tiny pleasure, like based on the verse, Hanoisin Imre Shafer. So seemingly, what seemingly what are we saying? Shoifer is tainuk, but the fact is, he says, one second. Well, how do you get tainuk? How do you get pleasure, satisfaction? It comes from a lot of different details. For example, take for example, you have you have, you have, you have a, 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 there's a certain pleasure from a, from a song, a band playing music, etc. So if you have just one instrument, it's not as pleasurable as a full full a full band because there's different there's different vessels, different voice sounds, etc. Now, when you blow a shoifer, it's one sound. It's one shoifer. So how could you have this? We're saying shoifer is tainuk. Really? Bring me a trumpet, a clarinet, all these different pieces, you'll have tainuk. How can you have pleasure from one, from one sound? But on the other hand, we know that in reality, when you listen to a shoifer, what kind of pleasure is there? On the contrary... The shoifer doesn't create pleasure. We know it creates it creates uh, uh, trembling a little bit. Like it says clearly, if we're going to blow the shoifer and the people are not going to tremble, and the same thing also when it comes to when Hashem gave the Torah, it says there was a coil shoifer, there was a, a, a sounding of the shoifer was very very strong, and everyone trembled. Where we we're saying that what shoifer is tiny. Really, the fact is number one, it's one voice versus many voices. Where's the pleasure there? B, we know the effect that it has. It has an effect of yira, of being an all interpretation. And, like, and the reason is because you have this tremendous revelation of the shoifer. So what happens is the people became totally humbled and they actually moved back. And, and trembling and, and becoming nullified is the opposite of pleasure. So how do we say that shoifer is all about pleasure? So everybody explains and he says like this, based on the Chassidic discourse. So why is shoifer tainug? Because you know, the fact is, it's one sound versus many. B, it creates trepidation. And everybody explains the reason why shoifer is tainug is because it sources. It's the source of all the pleasures on high, and even it's higher than the place of revealed pleasure. So again, shoifer, yes, you might say it's only one sound, and, and it creates trembling, 
but it's the source of all the pleasures on high, even high revealed pleasure. And that's why you're not going to find in the in the sound of the cipher a feeling of, ple- of, of pleasure. And on the contrary, what you're going to feel is what? Or interpretation, because it's higher than the, reve- the revealed pleasure. Because it's the source of pleasure. And from here comes all the different pleasures. In other words, you're saying it like this. We know there's two types of Tainug. There's a revealed Tainug. Wow, it sounds good. But then there's something which is so deep, you don't have the revealed Tainug. You have the real Tainug. It's a deep Tainug. It's an internal pleasure, which you cannot quantify and feel intangible. The Shaifer is the, reve- is the, is the hidden Tainug. The shaifer is the source for all the pleasures. All the cheap pleasures and the, and the revealed pleasures come from the shaifer in its source. And that's why shaifer is called shapru masechem. Beautify masechem, uh, your actions in plural. Why? Because by blowing the shaifer, we, 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 we affect in every single one of our different actions, which pleasure which is connected to this perfect action how can you have one pleasure that goes into multiple different actions and the answer is it's coming from the source of pleasure and over there it's neutral and, and, and can adapt to every single one of our actions and this is also the connection of blowing the shoy from Matan Torah why? what does it say on the Muslim of, of Rosh Hashanah? right? you have revealed yourself to to teach the Jewish people Torah and mitzvahs, and when it came to, when Hashem gave the Torah, it says, "Bekoil shayfar leimafata." You revealed yourself to the shayfar. Another is why because a mountain Torah, what what was revealed? Re- revelation or the essence of Hashem? But mountain Torah, the essence of Hashem was revealed. Like it says, "Anoanavshik savis yahavis." Anoiti stands for I Hashem wrote myself on the Torah. What God drawn down is a source of pleasure, which is higher than any revelation of pleasure. And because it's in the source, later on it came into the Ten Commandments. And every single commandment. And as we know, every commandment, the Jewish people, their, their souls left the body. In other words, but there was a pleasure for that specific utterance. And then afterwards, it went into in more details. And every single mitzvah. So in other words, what they're explaining, saying like this. That when it comes to shoifer, comes to pleasure, there's two types of pleasure. There's a source of pleasure, and then there's the revealed pleasure. So the blowing of the shoifer is connected to a source of pleasure. And because of the source of pleasure, that's why we might look at it and say, oh my gosh, where's, where's, where's the revealed pleasure? And the contrary, it's causing interpretation. But I know, you should know it comes from the source. And from that source of pleasure is all the pleasures that we have. Just like when it comes to Martin Torah, that there was a source a pleasure in, the, in blowing the shaver, which came down into all our actions. So, baseness or explains <coughs> applies with, the, with, with, with blowing the shaver in Rosh Hashanah. When you blow the shaver in Rosh Hashanah, what are you doing? You're actually drawing down from the source of pleasure, higher than a revealed pleasure. Why is that? Because in Rosh Hashanah, everything goes back to its original source, and you have to create a newness from its original source up to the point you're drawing in from. I'll say it in Hebrew because it's powerful. From Atmos Umhus. You're bringing in on Rosh Hashanah from the essence of Rosh Hashanah. Baruch. And the same thing applies to so that's what blowing the shape from Rosh Hashanah. You're bringing it from the source. The same thing also when it comes to the bond 
and the connection of Hashem and the Jewish people on every single year, the bond and the connection comes totally new. Like it says in the parsha, Atem Mayim, you're standing today, which we know is referring to Rosh Hashanah, to enter into the bond of Kadesh Baruch Hu, and drawing in the bond of Rosh Hashanah, it comes from where, from the essence, beyond any level of revelation. <clears throat> and like it's understood, based on those two powerful um, uh, parables, in reference to Rosh Hashanah, which is brought down into the in, in the Hasidic discourse of a kacha of the Rebbe the, the Rebbe Marash, the fourth Chabad Rebbe. So he gives two examples of Rosh Hashanah. One example he gives, based uh, which is constant about Shamtov, and the analogy he gives is that there was a the king that wanted to uh, you know teach his son you know uh, reality of life. He sent them off to a, to a faraway land, and then when he came back, he totally forgot the ways of the king and don't recognize him, etc. So he stood by the gate and he just cried out, "Father!" Like with a just simple simple voice, and because he cried with a simple voice, the the king. Everyone's saying he's a, he's a, he's a, some wild guy out there who wants to come to the palace, but he recognized the voice, the voice of his son, even though he didn't, he wasn't speaking the right language, etc. But what would connect him with the reason why the king realized it was him was the simple cry from the son to the father. That's one analogy of a simple cry, for, and that's constant about sometimes. The second par- parable is from the famous uh, holy person, the Rebbe Yitzchak who is known as someone that loved the Jewish people. And the analogy he gives is from the simple garments. And the story there was that once the king was lost in the forest, and he, he met someone, a simple person, and took him out of the forest. And because he saved him, he pointed him to be a big officer by him. And one day the person rebelled and did something that the king said he has to be punished to death. And he came up to the idea and he said to the king, listen, before you punish me, I have one request. What's the request? You remember that day I saved you? I'd like to wear those garments. I'd like you to wear those garments that, 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 um, that you wore when you were lost. And when they both dressed up in those garments, the king said to them, ah, your clothes say, and he actually saved them. In other words, so the analogy you see from there is that from simple garments, and garments are actually simple garments is lower than the level of a simple voice. And because he put on those simple garments, what created was a new, created the, the, the connection with him and the king. In other words, what do you see from these two parables? The parable of the simple voice and the parable of the original simple garments, that the novel idea of the bond and the connection that takes place in Rosh Hashanah through blowing the shofar is not from great um, uh, speeches and not from beautiful garments, etc. Because a simple cry is not was not what they spoke, and how much more so the simple garments. In other words, it's basically Rosh Hashanah is all about simplicity, going back to its source, and this is basically the connection between blowing the shofar. On Rosh Hashanah, like, with the connection with blowing the shofar when we receive the Torah by Mount Sinai. Like, it's brought down, the Rebbe says, from the Avudraham, in the name of great rabbi, the Rasag, and the different reasons of blowing the shofar. 
and, and it's also mentioned in that Hasidic discourse in the, in based on the teaching of the oblivious Yitzchiv, that the blowing of the Shafer on Rosh Hashanah is connected to what? The same garment of Matan Torah, like it says, in other words, just like the sound of the Shafer on Matan Torah, what, when they blew the Shafer on Torah, what did they draw down? They brought down from the source of pleasure up to the point of bringing down Atzmas, the essence of God. The same thing also, what happens when you blow the shayf from Rosh Hashanah? That the bond that gets created and gets renewed in Rosh Hashanah comes from where? Not from a revealed place. It comes from the essence of Hashem. And the same thing also, the, 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 the newness of, 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 of keeping the world alive and the kingdom which takes place through Shafer. <coughs> where does that come from? It comes from the essence of Hashem. And that's why the beginning of the blessing of the Shafer, what do we use? We talk about Matan Torah. Atan Eglisa, you reveal yourself on Mount Sinai to teach the people Torah mitzvahs. And we finish off and we sign off to one that hears the sound of the Shafer with compassion. And before that, we have the blessings of remembering, what do we say? Remember the bris, which is referring to the bond of Hashem and the Jewish people. We're standing today to go into the bond. And before that, the blessings of Malchiot, until that God being the king of, of, of the world. And how does that happen by Hashem coming the king? And before that we say what? God, uh, uh, the, the, the king of the Jewish people and the redeemer. Now. So what did we just learn? The real power of Shoifer is it reaches the essence of Hashem. Not revealed, but the essence of Hashem. Which is the same thing that happens in Matan Torah. It creates the real bond. So based on this that we see, what's the power of Rosh Hashanah blowing the Shafer? It's powerful. You bring in the essence. So based on this, it explains, that's why in the Beit HaMikdash, they blew the, Rosh, the, the Shafer on Rosh Hashanah when it fell on Shabbat. Why? What's the whole idea of blowing Shafer? To draw in the source of pleasure, higher than any revealed pleasure, just like blowing the Shafer in Matan Torah, which that level is higher than Shabbat. Even the highest level of Shabbos. And therefore you have to blow the, Rosh, the, the Shafer on Rosh Hashanah and Shabbat. So what do we just make a case? That because on Shafer you're brewing in the highest levels, that's why they blew it in the base of Megdosh. So the question begs right away, what do I mean? Wow. So what, then why don't we do it outside the base of Megdosh? Oh, it explains like this. This that we blow the Shafer in the base of Megdosh. And not outside the base of Megdash, anywhere in the country of Israel, anywhere outside of Israel. Because in order to draw in this powerful, deep, pure level, the source of all pleasures, you need a holy place. And therefore, specifically in the Beit HaMikdash, where God was totally revealed, up to the point that we know the revelation of the base of Mikdash was totally in, uh, uh, permeated into the, into the, into the, into the bricks and mortar of the place. And the same thing in the Michigan as well. So because it was such a holy place, you were able to draw it down. And that's why in the base of Mikdash, they would blow it in Shabbat. Because this level of the source of all pleasures is even higher than Shabbat and even higher in the level of Shabbat, the way it was in the base of Mikdash and Rosh Hashanah. Now, so what did we just learned, something powerful. That in Rosh Hashanah, blowing the Shafi, you brought in the highest levels from the source. 
on Shabbos when we learned before what you, the standard has it. But now we just learned to speak much higher than Shabbos. So why don't we blow it? Why don't we blow it? Shabbos explains this. When it comes to Mason Migdash, because it's a holy place, so the holy place is able to able to draw it in. And we're outside that you can draw it in. Now, but nevertheless, you're going to say, one second, we're a second-class citizen. How, how do we bring in this high energy outside Israel, outside the base of Migdash? And Rebbe goes and he says like this, just the way it was in the base of Migdash, which means a very holy place, and you can draw it in. So the same thing also applies to Torah. Torah has the power and the energy to be a vessel to draw in that powerful energy of Shoifer. Why is that? Because from when the temple was destroyed, it says, "Akadosh Baruch Hu, where does Akadosh Baruch Hu reside? Just like in the temple, in the Arba Amos Allah and the four cubits of Allah. And that's why, because that powerful energy that existed in the Beit Hamikdash exists when you sit and you learn." You sit and you learn how Torah, and you behave according to halacha. You draw in the same level like the base of Mikdash, and because Torah has that power, that's why we say the verses of Shofrot, even Rosh Hashanah that falls on Shabbos, even outside the Beit Mikdash, and even outside outside the land of Israel. Why? Because Torah, and this is important, is the Mikdash. Torah is a sanctified place. And the person that blows the shofar, and the person that hears the shofar, and as we know, it says in ethics of fathers, there's no such thing as a free person unless you're learning Torah. Why is that? Because when you learn Torah the way you're supposed to, you literally become totally free, just like in the times of the temple. And therefore, by saying the verses of shofars, which is Torah. What we do is, we create the same energy just like in the temple. And we accomplish the same thing that gets accomplished by blowing the shofar in the base of Migdash. In the base of Migdash, the place was there. So you're able to blow the shofar. We accomplish it by reciting those verses of shofar on the first day of Shana. So don't take it lightly, we're not blowing the shofar. We might not be blowing the shofar on the first day of Shana. But we reciting the verses, we are causing that powerful energy to come down. Now, and this is very, very important, it says, when we do our avoidance, bringing down the powerful, inter- deep, pure Tainug, again, in the Beis we did it with a Shofar because the place is holy. Outside the Beis on Shabbat, we do it by saying the verses of Shofarot. We do it, you have to be very, very happy that you're doing like it's brought down in the Hasidic discourse of Yontem Shoshan that comes on Shabbat of the previous Rebbe, that when you crown the king, you have to crown the king with tremendous simcha. Roshan is a happy day. And the level of Tainuk, a level of deep satisfaction that we draw in by blowing the shofar in the base of Migdash, and the same thing also by saying the verses of the shofar, out to the Beit Migdash in Israel, in America, etc., all over the world, we draw in the level of Tainik Pasha, the pure satisfaction. Like I explained at length in the Chassidic discourse of Yashan that falls on Shabbat of the, of the Rebbe Rashab, <clears throat> the level of pleasure, it's on the level of Yoyim Shakulai Shabbos Umnucha Lachaye Lomim, the day that's going to be totally Shabbos and Lomim, we're going to be actually drawing the level, it's going to be like a Mashiach comes. Now, since <clears throat> every
everything that's from a high comes from us, like based on the teaching of the manga that we learned before. So therefore, it's in the power of every single Jewish person to able to do everything. Not only the level of Ishtal so it flows down from one level, but even higher levels. But we can literally, we have the power to bring in this beautiful Tainuk and to come down physically in this world. Like it says, Hashem is going to be king of all the worlds. And everyone's going to know that Hashem created us. And how much more sure Hashem is going to be the king over the Jewish people. And He's going to redeem us. And we're going to have the true redemption, the complete redemption through Mashiach Tzidkenu. And we know that then we're going to blow when Mashiach comes. Even on Yom Tov, that's in Shabbat, and it's going to happen in the base of Migdash, but it's going to be rebuilt. And you can say that um, every single place, it's, they're going to blow the shaver on Shabbat. Why? Because of, because when Mashiach comes, they're going, to, they're going to nullify all the decrees. And it's going to happen very, very quickly in our days. And most importantly, it's going to happen with tremendous joy and tremendous celebration. So this is a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe in honor of this year, Rosh Hashanah and Shabbat, what gives us the reason why we blow the shoyf in the base of Migdash, why we, when, why outside we don't, but more, but more importantly teaches us that Rosh Hashanah and Shabbat, outside the base of Migdash, we accomplish the same thing by learning the verses and reading the verses of blowing the shoyf, because through Torah we have the power to bring it in, and most importantly, we have the power to bring it in with Simcha, and like the Rebbe finishes it off, that God willing, We'll have the revelation of Mashiach, and we'll all be together with Mashiach and Yerushalayim or Akkadish, and we'll have the physical blowing of the shofar at the base Hamigdash. I want to wish you all, we should all have a great year. Lashona Toivo, Sikhosev, Sikhosev. And next, hopefully, God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir Hakkadish.